You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I am so incredibly excited to be doing this again, to be starting it up. Like, I feel like, honestly, like, I wish that I could see you in person and give you a hug. Like I have the urge to give someone a hug right now. You know that feeling whenever you like have a really like good relationship with someone, like a really good friendship, and then you don't see them for a while and then you see them again and your voice goes up like three pitches and you're like, hi, oh my gosh, like that whole thing. Like that is what I feel like doing right now. But um, I can't, Even if you were here, I couldn't hug you because my sweet husband for my birthday actually bought me this really cool mic stand thing. So I would topple that over and it would really be tragic. Um, So shout out to my husband. It was really, it was a really great gift, but it was also like an interesting time because I was on a break from the podcast because we were kind of in a season of of busyness and also just learning like that we can't do it all. We can't do everything. And so it was kind of sad in the moment, but it was also a really sweet reminder of um, God's just his sovereignty and how he knows that this is part of the plan and that I'm going to, I was going to start back up, kind of use that to help me start praying again and and get towards. And honestly, um, I will say that it is a little, I don't know if the word is I'm, I'm nervous, if, if I'm a little anxious, I don't know if those are even right, but um, it's been difficult to start back up for one reason, because I had to stop in the first place. And I don't know if you've ever like started something and you were really excited about it. And then you stopped maybe working out. I feel like that's the most common analogy is, I mean, New Year's coming up. So we all get super pumped to get healthy and work out and and eat right and get our lives right. And then we do it for a little bit and then we stop. And then that lull in that time period where we've stopped, it's really hard to start back again because... Like if you're going to the gym, you're seeing the same people and then you stop coming and then you go back, you have to like see their faces or hear in their voice like, oh, good to see you again, right? Like there's just this kind of like, you feel like judged a little bit that, yeah, I see that you took it off. How long are you going to last this time? I don't know. That's how I felt. And so I'm fighting um, against the thoughts of, of, well, why am I even starting this again if I'm going to... Am I really going to finish? That's kind of been a theme Brandon and I are learning is is how to finish well and to fight even when it's hard. And so lots of stuff. I've been learning lots of stuff in this time that I've taken a break from the podcast. Um, and we will for sure get to that over the course of, of the next few weeks. But um, I love Christmas so much. It is my favorite holiday tied with Easter. I know this is super Christian-y. But I do. I love Easter and Christmas. And I feel like when it's Christmas time, I say that Christmas is my favorite. And when it gets closer to Easter, I will say that Easter is my favorite. Um, So they're tied. But I do. I love Christmas so much. And so I just have to, for the next few weeks, talk about 
Christmas and talk about the Christmas story and um, what God's taught me in there. And so that is kind of my plan for the next few weeks. There are all sorts of like Advent books. Brandon and I got a book to do by James Merritt. It's called The 25 Days of Christmas. Um, My pastor or our kind of head pastor at our church, Ronnie Floyd, has um, a book that he's put out. I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, there's, there's one that you can do there. My mom is doing a reading plan that she's been sending to me and my brother. So I strongly encourage you, if you have never kind of read something daily leading up to Christmas, I really encourage you to do that or just even um, read through the Bible, read through like each account of the quote Christmas story in the Bible. And once you, you get through all of them, just start over if it's not Christmas yet. But so my kind of plan is to just walk through some things that I love about the Christmas story, some things that have stuck out to me. Some of this I've learned like maybe a few years ago. One of the the thing I'm going to talk about today, I learned a few years ago and it still sticks with me. And then some things that I'm just recently learning. Um, one more kind of housekeeping detail. I know if you listened um, before I took the break, then you know that this was a daily podcast. Brandon and I, after just praying, we don't want to, you know, we want to learn. We don't want to just see where God is is trying to teach us and show us something and then not actually change anything and go back to right what go right back to what we were doing. Excuse me. So instead of doing a daily podcast, we are going to um, shoot for a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that's the goal right now is to put out an episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll see if that's doable if we do that for a couple of weeks and, and feel like okay, that's maybe a little overwhelming for the season that we're in right now, then um, we'll we'll adjust, go from there. But Brandon's giving me the, I need to get going. So I will get going. So I wanted to today talk about, chap- about Mary in Luke. So in Luke chapter one, um, this is where, this is one of the places where you can read the Christmas story. The first part of Luke chapter one talks about John the Baptist, which is really cool. And just um, Elizabeth and Zachariah and how um, John the Baptist was conceived and, and kind of his role and, and what was spoken to them about him. That's a, a really cool story. But um, what I want to focus on today is Mary. So I'm going to start in verse 28, where the angel Gabriel has come to Mary, and he says, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she, being Mary, was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of situation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And I love Mary's response here. Mary says to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? Like, I I just love the like, the just, I mean, we know that Mary, a lot of scholars will say that Mary was probably a teenager. And since I 
since I work with teenagers a lot, I just feel like I can kind of picture her face. And, you know, I might be like as, you know, my adult self, even though I don't feel like that much of an adult sometimes. I feel like I would maybe focus on like, whoa, like he's going to be a king. He's going to do all of these things. This is really crazy. This is a lot of pressure. My mind would just start like going all different ways. But Mary says, but how can this be? Since I'm a virgin. So it's like, wait, let's just let's just stop right there. Let's think about the logical side of this. How is this going to work? Um, so the angel answers her and says, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who is called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. So the angel has explained, has helped Mary understand to some degree how this is going to work, that God's going to take care of it because nothing's impossible with him. And Mary says, Behold the bondservant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And there are so many things that you could pull from this text. I mean, gosh, so many. Um, But the thing that has stood out to me and that I'm reminded of every time I think about Mary, for the past few years, I actually learned from, it's called the, The Hidden Meaning of Christmas by Tim Keller. I read it a few years ago during Christmas time. And he kind of alluded to this, and my my mind reigned with it, the Holy Spirit reigned with it. But Mary only cared about what the Lord said and what the Lord thought of her. You see in verse 28 that the angel says, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. And then in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And so you see Mary desiring and knowing and internalizing here that she has found favor with God. And, and an example and why I say that she's found favor with God and that she knows that and she believes it is because if I were in her position, I would have one small question to follow what the angel said the second time. After he explained, how will this be? I would say, okay, got it. Understand how that's going to work. Second question, what are people going to say about me? What are other people going to think? Because that is something that I struggle with often. Like how, how are people going to view this? How is this going to be talked about? But you see, that Mary just believes that she, this, what's most important to her is that the Lord's will be done, right? And so this is huge for me. And this was a, a really, honestly, like it affected the way that I process things and the way that I, I think about other people's opinion because Mary was a teenage girl and teenage girls can be mean like real mean, right? And so I'm just going out on a limb 
and thinking that there may have been a teenage girl or two in her village at that time that um, may or may not have given her a pretty difficult time and maybe gossiped and maybe called her some names that, you know, I don't really want to say on my podcast. Who knows what all was going on? But Mary didn't care. And I can get so caught up in wondering well, how, okay, God, I I hear you say this. I know that you're wanting me to do this, but what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And so my encouragement to you is that we have to walk in obedience to the Lord no matter what people are going to say. We have to get to a place where we can say, Lord, may it be done to me And if I could add on to that for my personal version, and I don't care what anyone else says or thinks about that. Because when we're obedient to the Lord, then we can actually be who we were created to be.